0: week 17 keys to victory how do the 49ers beat those houston texans sunday who's even going to be quarterbacking sunday the latest injury report as well and more coming up on this episode of locked on 49ers right now you are locked on 49ers your daily san francisco 49ers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you to end the week. At BB Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker. Looking at this injury report, Croc's some very interesting information on that. But before we get into the keys to victory, before we get into this game and the matchups and what the 49ers got to do Sunday and the injury report, and who's even going to be on the field, it's New Year. This is the last episode of 2021 Croc. Happy New Year's to everybody out there. And I'm looking at the ticker right now. It's counting down. Uh, I don't know which one of the listeners is going to be listening to this podcast, but someone who downloads this pod is going to put us over the 3 million mark for the hmm. year in 2021. 3 million downloads. That's not even counting all of the listens and, and watch hours we've got on YouTube, on the new YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend. Hit the bell. The thumbs up, all the buttons you can press on YouTube, hit all of those. Um, it's pretty amazing the number of listeners we've had, uh, how consistent a lot of the listeners are. There was one listener th- when, uh, when Spotify was doing all those year-end rap stuff. There was one listener that said, I think I've heard Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker's voice more than anybody's voice in my entire life. This year. <laughs> and that kind of thing—it it really hits me, you know. It, It's—it blows me away. So, I—the I first thing I want to do here is uh say thank you to all the uh listeners out there, and thanks to you, Croc, for joining me here this year. Oh, uh, i'm an invaluable edition.
1: I, I want to say thank you for for bringing me along on this, and uh you know, I came in halfway through the year, three thousand, three million, three million downloads, three million listens. Man, that's a that's a huge achievement, and and that was a goal. That was a goal that. No, you know, you had and you saw that we it was something that we could possibly accomplish and to see us getting it on the last day, the last episode. I think that's yeah. that's awesome.
0: No, it's really cool. So I uh, just want to say thank you to everybody out there. We got to think of a good giveaway to do at some point when the season ends here, uh, giving away jerseys and stuff before. I have some locked on 49ers golf balls, and I haven't lost all of them in the woods yet playing golf. And I have a couple of sleeves that we could give away of those. Uh, so we got to think of some good giveaways, maybe even some some of that uh, sweet ass croc merchandise, the the frontline sports. I believe you're wearing yeah. the frontline sports hat right now, croc. Are you gonna get yeah, some, I got the- you're gonna get some 49ers colors gear too, right? So here, here's the tough
1: thing with entrepreneurship. You know, you go through people and then sometimes they they're they're on it, sometimes they're not. I, I went through a guy, he made you know these hats and I had a bunch of other ones. Shout out to everybody that got bought those. But um, I tried to get some like the faithful edition. And he's, like, ghosted me. He hasn't responded. And I like, oh. dude, like, I know. Like, last time, he made the hats. I sent the money. It was good. They I sold out really quick. And uh, this time, I wanted to get into the, the, the Faithful edition and have this uh, logo red and gold with Faithful stitched on it. And then also uh, the Faithful uh, hoodies in with the saloon font with my logo underneath it. And I was trying to get them made, but uh, he kind of dropped the ball on that. So oh, I, maybe yeah. I'll still do it. There's a little bit of season left. He might do it nine should be in the playoffs so maybe i'll have something come playoff
0: talk. playoffs dude the niners will be playing in february Croc. we're, we're not done here with this season we, we got to push the season out <laughs> a little bit um <laughs> yeah and dude and, and this guy's got to know he's got to follow our lead Croc. right it's all about consistency it's about coming every day yeah. product for us it's slinging this tent slinging this content that we do every day and uh you're you're all about it too on the crock Frontline Sports, find Eric Crocker on YouTube, find Locked On 49ers on YouTube now, and yes, as always, hit that subscribe button. Appreciate all of you listeners out there, no matter what platform you are on. So about that 49ers team and who's going to be on the field, Jimmy Garoppolo still not practicing, and I don't think he even had a uniform on today, and it doesn't look good for Jimmy G. I don't think he's going to be out there, and it's interesting because listening to Kyle Shanahan's press conference, Wednesday when he broke down the injury talked about what it means why it's a grade three sprain and why I don't know why he keeps calling it a grade three sprain which is a tear so I don't know why he won't call it a tear he doesn't want to call it a tear because I think he really wants Jimmy to play and hearing George Kittle on the radio uh, on KNBR, made it sound like he thought that Jimmy Garoppolo was gonna play so I don't know what to think about that, but he's not practicing. And I can't imagine you want to throw a quarterback out there that can't grip a football. Can't grip Trey Lance is just a disaster behind the scenes, right, Croc? It's got to be Trey Lance.
1: I mean, that, that's what you would think. I think when it comes down to and I heard John Middlecoff talking about it, I've kind of touched on it and alluded to it as well when it comes to Trey Lance. I think with Kyle Shanahan, he just doesn't trust Trey Lance. And I don't even think it's so much about – what he feels, you know, he can or you know can't do. I think it's just the unknown, and it feels like Kyle Shanahan. He doesn't do well with unknown. You know, he wants to know exactly what he's going to get. He he wants to know that a guy is going to execute the exact way that he wants him to do it. And with a guy like Trey Lance, who may do it sometimes, with him might be off script sometimes, and it might miss a throw. I don't think things like that sit well with Kyle Shanahan. So it's probably just more comforting for him knowing he has a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo that. You know, at the end of the day, however they draw it up and whatever they scheme up, Jimmy's going to try to execute. Now, whether he misses a throw or not, you know, obviously there's going to be some of that, but more times than not, you know what you're going to get from Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think Kyle Shanahan is just more comfortable with that as opposed to going with a rookie where there are ups and downs. Uh, you know, even though you drafted the guy number three overall, he has a guy right now that he feels like can execute better. So, I think that's really what it comes to more so than anything else. The unknown with Trey Lance, it probably just doesn't sit well with Kyle Shanahan who feels like he's a guy that wants to control everything.
0: I got a question from one of the listeners about that subject. We'll touch on that a little bit more in the next segment, but I want to get to the rest of the injury report here uh, along with Jimmy Garoppolo, not practicing both Wednesday and Thursday, linebacker Aziz Al Shayer doesn't look like he's going to play with a knee injury. Um, Talanoa Hufanga with his knee injury, also not practicing. Maurice Hurst, a calf, not practicing so far this week. Uh, DJ Jones has been limited in practice both Wednesday and Thursday, as has Elijah Mitchell, looking more and more like the Niners are going to get Elijah Mitchell back and be very healthy, maybe as healthy as they've been nearly all season at running back with Mitchell and um. Jeff Wilson's been getting healthier and healthier and I think getting stronger and stronger and looking better and better. So that's good. And then also getting, um, Trey Sermon back. So, uh, and of course with, if, if Elijah Mitchell and, and Jeff Wilson are playing the Trey Sermon probably won't see the field, but, uh, he, the, the 49ers going to have as many running backs at their disposal as they've had in a while. So I think that bodes well, because I think they're going to want to run the football in this game, no matter who's at quarterback. Yeah. Um, And here's one, Drake Greenlaw. I wonder if he might have an opportunity to play this week because he hasn't been practicing. He's had that groin injury. It's been nagging him. Uh, He tried to come back, couldn't come back. And he went from did not practice Wednesday to limited participant in practice Thursday. So maybe there's a chance with Al Alshair out might get Dre Greenlaw back for the last couple of weeks of the season. So that'd be huge for the 49ers. A couple of rest days for some veteran offensive linemen, Alex Mack and Trent Williams as well. So they're back in the field Thursday and fully participating in practice. So overall, I think it's a pretty good injury report for the 49ers. Obviously quarterback, the big one there. Is it going to be Jimmy? Is it going to be Trey Lance? I don't think Kyle Shanahan is going to have a decision to make. I think it's just going to be Trey Lance and that's it. And then Nate Sudfeld as his backup. And our guy, Tyler Bray, Tyler
1: Bray. Tyler Bray.
0: He has <laughs> yeah, been also, and, and he, I, I can't remember what Tyler Bray's scattering report is. I mean, he's kind of, I remember being the classic, somewhat skinny guy, um, you know, doesn't have a big arm or anything like that. And he was obviously on the street for a reason, but he's been around the league a little bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kansas city, uh, Chicago, and yeah, really Chicago. kind of like the same coaching tree. He had a, uh, Obviously, uh, gosh, why am I Andy Reid in Kansas City, oh, Chicago's right, yeah. Nagy. So, uh, you know, on the same coach tree. You call him skinny though, and his natural playing weight is a little thinner. I would say about two hundred and twenty pounds. That's what I was told. I also was told oh, right now he's... I would have
0: guessed.
1: Well, yeah, but he's you know he's a taller guy, but right now he's actually far north of two hundred and twenty. Right now, was not expecting to oh. be playing. So uh okay. he, he was wasn't expecting he ca- yeah, he kind of packed it in, but you know, you don't you don't forget how to throw the ball, so he still remember how to do that enough to impress the 49ers to be able to at least get signed to the practice squad.
0: Yeah, you know, maybe that's why because he's 6'6, that's why he looks a little bit lanky. 6'6, 223 yeah. is listed um height and weight, and he's yeah. 30 years old. I didn't realize he was that old either. So he's been around for a, a while now. Tyler About Bur- eight years now, yeah. yeah. But yeah, right. he's weighing like almost 250 right now, so he's far north
1: of his regular playing where he kind of packed it in thinking ah, season is, is down the drain. We'll see if I can catch on with someone in training camp. But uh he catches on with the 49ers at the end of
0: the year. 6'6 six, six with uh Sudfeld who's like 6'6 six, six, too or 6'7, right? And then you got Eric Armstead. I think they're just trying to strengthen the front court on that uh that 49ers pickup team.
1: Right, right. Hey Sudfeld, shout out to Sudfeld too. Uh Modesto Christian. So he's from the 209. Let's go. Yeah.
0: Always shout out the 209 here on the podcast. Absolutely. All right. Next, uh, I've got a question here about the quarterback situation, about Trey Lance. I've got a quote from uh, Trent Williams about Trey Lance. I've got a quote from Nick Bosa that factors into the keys to victory for those 49ers this Sunday against the Houston Texans. But now that it is the new year, almost the new year, uh, that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit. I've got something that is perfect for your diet that will help you get in, get fit, stay fit, and feel good about it. And, of course, I'm talking about Built Bars. Make sure you include Built Bars in your New Year's resolution fitness plans. Eating healthier. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but you can feel good about eating it despite how great it tastes. High in protein, low in sugar, low in net carbs. Uh, Most Built Bars contain only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with 4 net carbs and 17 grams of protein. So you get the best of both worlds. You get a bar that is healthy and it tastes fantastic. You want to get healthy. You want to eat healthy, right? You always do, but sometimes it gets a little bit boring. And by like week 3 of your New Year's resolution, you're thinking, ah, you know, it's not worth it. I really need some chocolate. Well, how about this? Built Bars are covered in. 100% real, delicious chocolate. Not some like light brown colored kind of chocolate. This is legit, dark, beautiful, delicious, velvety chocolate that envelops every built bar. So go to built.com. Not every built bar. You can get a non chocolate built bar too. Uh, There's a a caramel, a couple of caramel flavors that are fantastic if you're not a a chocolate eater. Go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your order, no matter what flavor you get or a mixed box. That is promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Crocky I'm going to go to the mailbag really quick here. And this one is from Salmon train. And he says at Eric underscore Crocker at BD Peacock, how Looney tunes does Trey need to get to get a chance at the playoffs? Also, did Jimmy play so poorly last week that he lost all of the Trey clout he built for himself? When you have Houston laughing and saying, hell no, not a good sign. So the <laughs> salmon train here is calling back to yesterday's pod on the, on the crossover pod. I floated the idea of maybe the Houston Texans in the offseason send a draft pick the 49ers way for one Jimmy Garoppolo and they laughed at the idea they said hell no to that they want their rookie quarterback davis mills they think that's a better way to go at quarterback than even jimmy garoppolo so what do you think crock is there a better quarterback on the other side this sunday than what the 49ers are going to throw out there and um how good does trey have to play to keep the job after this week that's a big question
1: so there's so there's a couple things there and i think when it comes to jimmy garoppolo i've actually kind of floated the question out there as well Social media saying, you know, different teams that could utilize Jimmy Garoppolo and his skill set. And I definitely get a ton of pushback from fans of these opposing teams, whether it's the New Orleans Saints, Pittsburgh Steelers, Houston Texans, New York Giants, uh, a ton of pushback from the fans basically saying they don't want him. And I'm like, man, Jimmy Garoppolo is not as bad as everybody thinks. I don't think he's bad at all, actually. But maybe when you factor in, you know, money and kind of knowing what he is as opposed to a guy like Davis Mills who is on a rookie contract, a guy that was a late day to pick. So, you know, that's an even cheaper contract and has shown signs to be able to play well. And, you know, you look at the upside with that. I think people kind of want to roll with that as opposed to going with a guy that is going to cost you a lot more with Jimmy Garoppolo and also potentially have to give up trade capital. So right. I can yeah, see a scenario where, People kind of laugh at it, but I think to the extent that they do, like it's almost disrespectful. I think Jimmy, yeah.
0: I would say to that point, um, uh, some fans, of course, they want to go bigger than Jimmy G. Any fan base is going to say, I want this great big next thing, or I want this superstar guy. It's like, I want Aaron Rodgers, I want, uh, you know, whatever Russell Wilson, um, depending on what goes on off the field with Deshaun Watson, I want Deshaun Watson, or I want this guy who's like this superstar young um number one overall pick type quarterback but when once those players aren't available to you and even when you have that player like the 49ers currently do remember they traded or they spent three first round picks and a third for Trey Lance and don't want to play him they he's on the roster they could play him at any moment they do not want to because they would rather play Jimmy Garoppolo so reality hits when you're a coach when you're a GM in the NFL you want to save your job and you want somebody that you can put out there and be a a competent quarterback when you don't have that gms will spend coaches will want jimmy garoppolo more than the fans will get excited about it so I, i understand where the fans are coming from on that but i don't think coaches and gms feel the same way if you don't have one of the top 15 to 20 quarterbacks in the league and one of those is available to you you will pay to get that quarterback and even if you go draft a young quarterback that guy might not be ready. And a a lot of NFL coaches don't want to play a rookie quarterback. And we're seeing that right now with the 49ers. And so who better to be a stopgap quarterback than a guy who's got experience being a stopgap quarterback and has experience being the backup guy who was supposed to be the next guy uh, before two in Jimmy Garoppolo. And he'll be a pro and you can win games with him. So uh, I think there will be more value, but I understand that want something sexier. Well, not not physically sexy, it, uh, you get prettier than Jimmy G. But right as a as, also, a, as a physical talent,
1: it's it's not new for uh, you know a rookie to have to sit. And also, you know, you have to look at each individual situation. You know, most of the time, the rookie actually starts off as a backup. Now, if a team is just really just down and out, like a Jacksonville team, I don't even know who else is on that roster. Maybe Gardner Minshew was he on the roster to start the season? Yeah,
0: and then they um, traded him. They i know him. then they
1: traded him and it's like well he's a he's a he's a competent starter but I, I don't think that he's someone that moves the needle right like essentially he's a backup so are they going to play him over a guy like trevor lawrence like no and if you look at the other situations i mean there was mike white in uh new york with the jets uh probably not right uh you know andy dalton in chicago but like, okay yeah let's go with andy dalton won a ton of games and a lot of fans. They, they push back on the thought of Jimmy Garoppolo, Andy Dalton kind of being on the same plane. But for a lot of their career, I would say that Andy Dalton was more consistent and won a lot of games with Cincinnati. But at one point, it was just I kind of is what he is. So I think you look at situations like that and you look at the 49ers with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's easy to see why they continue to roll with Jimmy Garoppolo, because as you and I have alluded to already, like he isn't someone that sucks. But, you know, the fan base, they definitely want to get rid of him at any time. My, my thing was just if you're going to start off and you're two and four, at what point is our art You know, you kind of go with the rookie. But luckily for the 49ers, they've kind of turned it around.
0: Exactly. I mean, there there's you can laugh at it, but some fan base out there is going to get Jimmy Garoppolo. There's going right. to be a market for Jimmy Garoppolo in the offseason. Uh, I mean, the the Panthers paid a price for Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold has never played as good as Jimmy Garoppolo in the <laughs> not right. one season ever has he been as good as Jimmy Garoppolo uh but he was drafted high and people believed in him and Jimmy Garoppolo has some cachet and he's been to a Super Bowl and he, he came up through a couple of good coaching organizations so um can he I, be
1: good away from the coaches that he's played from? I think right. that's going to be the big question. It's a right like question. does Jimmy Garoppolo look like what Garoppolo we've seen team. away from Josh McDaniels away from Kyle Shanahan?
0: I actually think Garoppolo is not the perfect fit for Shanahan. I, I I would I would love to see Jimmy G. I I hope he goes to New Orleans. New Orleans. I think he's so perfect in New Orleans. They've got a powerhouse defense. They've got a superstar running back in Alvin Kamara. They get Slant Boy back, and Garoppolo can sling a slant to <laughs> Michael Thomas. Right. I, I think that's a perfect fit for him. And uh, Sean Payton, who will who will r- run some shotgun for him, do whatever he needs to to help out his quarterback. I think Sean Sean Payton might want to, you know, get the ball down the field a little bit more. But I mean, he had. That's the uh, other thing Yeah, late breeze that could, could barely throw the ball as as far as I throw it it left-handed yeah. like Drew Breeze Barely had an NFL arm at the end of his career, right? And Sean Payton's win a ton of a game. So a lot of it is the neck up. And if Garoppolo has that down, maybe he throws a couple more picks than, than would be ideal. But he can run things. If you take out the interceptions, Jimmy Garoppolo can run the Saints offense as well as late career Drew Brees did, as long as he's not turning the ball over. But unfortunately, he gets hurt a lot and he turns the ball over. That That is what really hurts his value.
1: You, you touched on one thing there, and it's going to be pivotal for Trey Lance just as it has been for Jimmy Garoppolo. But you have to be very precise in this offense. It's a super timing and rhythm offense that's really kind of different from some of these other offenses around the league. Now, obviously there's a group of guys that have kind of taken the Kyle Cheney offense and, and kind of done their own little tweaks to it. But for the most part, it's drop back, turn your back to a defense, snap your head around, be really precise, be really accurate, and there's very little room for error. Now, if you're good at it and you're hitting on all cylinders, it's great. But if you're not, it'll probably look weird. And we talked about how Trey Lance hasn't been able to get on the field. Maybe that's why as well, because you have to be so good, so precise, and there's so little room for error. Being able to run this offense, as opposed to a, an offense that is more spread out, that has you know just bigger windows to throw the ball into, I, I think it it makes it a little bit difficult. But when it's on, when it's clicking, it's money and it works. <laughs> you got to be accurate
0: right yeah and and kyle shanahan is a really demanding coach and i think you have to be mentally tough and i think a lot of young players run into that problem and i think jimmy garoppolo is a mentally tough guy and can handle whatever um and sometimes it comes off as he doesn't care because he's still smiling after he throws an interception but it also means he's the type of guy who can bounce back and play well after Kyle Shanahan gets in his face and tells him he's a worthless SOB that they can't complete a pass. If he throws another interception he's going to be benched for the rest of his life. And then he he comes back and plays better, you know? So um, I think there's some mental toughness to Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think that's maybe why he meshes pretty well with Kyle Shanahan. And I think it's really hard for a young player with how demanding Kyle Shanahan is, whether you're wide receiver or a quarterback to come in and play well. Now, if you're running back, you can come in and play well early but that's bobby that's bobby turner's category that's not a, that's not a Kyle Shanahan category i think uh, that might be part of it okay um next i want to get to a couple quotes from trent williams nick bosa and the keys to victory for those san francisco 49ers against the houston texans sunday and if you want to put a little cash on that game you can uh you can throw down at betonline.ag betonline has you covered this holiday season with more props more odds and more lines than ever before as the NFL season marches toward the playoffs, as college football marches toward its playoff. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. I was thinking this line might change a little bit with the 49ers and Texans. No, it hasn't. At home by 12 and a half points. It has not changed. Uh, if you like either side of that bet, find it at betonline.ag. Head over to the website or the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code locked on to receive that bonus bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 no the 2022 season bet online where the game starts all right crock we we didn't we didn't finish the other part of that question because we got off on the tangent of, of Jimmy Garoppolo's value. And as much as some fans hate like Garoppolo's just in that he's in that tier. He's in the same tier that Kirk Cousins is in. He's in the same tier that I think Derek Carr is in. Uh I think I think I would definitely put Garoppolo below Carr and below Cousins in that same tier, but they're in the same tier. And depending on the week, one quarterback could be higher than the other. And maybe even could elevate into the next tier. And then sometimes maybe even drop below, like uh Garoppolo with a bad thumb throwing in balls around was not even in that tier. It was it was a sub tier, but it's still like as good as the Sam Darnold tier or whatever. You know, so um, there's quarterbacks in that tier. And when you have a quarterback in that tier, you're always side eyeing what else is available because you want something better. But if you are below that tier, you would kill to have somebody in that tier like the Saints right. would kill to have cousins or car or Garoppolo. The Steelers would kill with a good defense to have Jimmy Garoppolo right now. So um, that said, and Jimmy Garoppolo, first of all, is still beating out Trey Lance. It's like Trey Lance still hasn't taken the job yet from Jimmy G. Could he do it this weekend if he has an opportunity to play? Maybe. We'll find out. But the first part of that question that we didn't answer is, what does Trey Lance have to do to keep the job past this weekend if he gets the chance to play? Like, how good does he have to be for a 100% healthy Jimmy Garoppolo to not take the job back.
1: Do you think it's as simple as Kyle Shanahan just views Jimmy Garoppolo as his starter and Trey Lance as his backup?
0: Like, it's like, this is the starter. If he's healthy, he's the starter, period. And that's right. the, And that's over the next year. It's a new depth chart. I could see that, and I know there's coaches that have been that way. I think that's absolutely the wrong way to go about it, but <laughs> I understand... It's the wrong
1: way when you have a Trey Lance who's your third overall pick. I, I think that that kind of changes it a little bit but do you think that's but do you think that's how Kyle Shanahan is I think doing? it's
0: possible that that's how Kyle Shanahan views it but at the same time it will be so painfully obvious to everyone including Kyle Shanahan and more importantly the players on the team if Trey Lance goes out there and does what he physically can do. And you realize how much better you can be as an offense, just because if he can be somewhat efficient and be accurate and know where to put the ball, and then he's got the bigger arm and he can hit big throws down the field and he's hitting Travis Benjamin on a deep ball and he's hitting Kyle use on a deep ball, that Jimmy missed and you're making big plays and he's making big plays with his legs. And just because he's on the field, it changes the numbers and you're running the ball even better with your running back when he does hand it off. And, it's just such a higher upside offense. If you start to see that, I don't know how you can go back if Trey Lance right. is quote-unquote ready. I don't know how you can go back. We saw Harbaugh do it. And I, as much as I love Alex Smith, I, I understand, and I think it was the right move to go to Colin Kaepernick when Harbaugh did. And Also,
1: the, I mean, because that, that, that's something key there. How long did it take for uh, Jim Harbaugh to commit to Colin Kaepernick in that situation? Remember it, it was it wasn't just after the Bears game obviously he stuck with them but mm-hmm. it it wasn't like he was like oh yeah this is our starting quarterback it was like oh yeah we'll see i got two quarterbacks they're both great like yeah, he he still it was still was like kind of a trial period for Jimmy, uh, for Colin Kaepernick and he was in his second year after yeah. being with you know the 49ers for that time
0: uh, there's a couple things there one it's a different era of football And like what Colin Kaepernick was doing like in the pistol and all that stuff, it was just like, what what do we do? Like, I don't know how this incorporates, but it's a lot easier to incorporate that now. And Trey Lance played more in a pro style offense in college than Colin Kaepernick did when he was in college. And uh, it it also makes it harder on defenses when they don't know how to defeat something. If you barely know how to call plays for something. So that that's one of the factors too. So I think it was, it was it was two-sided there with Colin Kaepernick it was probably more difficult to to get him ingrained into the pro style system because of what system he came from and what he was used to doing in college and it was also more difficult for defenses who hadn't seen that much on offense to prepare for Colin Kaepernick as it would be now to prepare for a running quarterback because everyone's seen the pistol everyone's seen players running around like crazy at quarterback and that's not a new thing anymore it's not a difficult thing so um anyway I, I don't even remember what your question was but uh essentially yeah like essentially there's there's a certain level that i think Trey Lance can play if he does play and i know it's not a great football team and i know it'll be hard for Kyle Shanahan to say oh, okay we're going to go with the rookie over the veteran quarterback i don't think he necessarily will i think it'll probably be Jimmy G's job if he's healthy again in Week 18 or in the playoffs or whenever that is, but there's a level that Trey Lance could play at where it's just so painfully obvious because there's so much more upside to what he could do in the offense than Jimmy Garoppolo. And if he's already playing at that level now, I don't know how you can go back to Jimmy G. Even though, well, if you, even though if, Kyle, if you're,
1: if you're Kyle Shanahan, what you do is kind of you take the Jim Harbaugh approach and you don't commit. You watch him against Houston. Okay, good job okay, you know, Jimmy's finger isn't all 100% healthy, and you watch and see how he does against L.A. on the on the road. Oh. And if the two games, you know, they both are wins, and, and you like what you see, then potentially roll with that in the playoffs. And now the playoffs, obviously, a totally different monster, but yeah. at the very least, he's getting playoff experience and kind of understanding what the moment is, you know, regardless of who the 49ers play against. I mean, that, I th- that's, that's- going to be tough for any rookie, but.
0: You know, I think that's a big situation for if Trey proves he can handle it and he's not going to fold, he's going to be accurate and he can work and and survive in the pocket and do all of those things that sometimes it's difficult for a rookie quarterback to do. If he proves he can do that in week 17, that might at least buy him one more week in the regular season, especially if the 49ers are in pretty good shape and win that game. And and they, they can clinch Sunday too, if the saints lose and the 49ers win, um, so if they've already clinched for sure then you're like okay well Jimmy's not 100% so we're, Trey is is healthy Jimmy's not we're going to rest Jimmy again you get one more opportunity to see him in week 18 against a better opponent and then if he shows you something it's going to be a very difficult situation but at some like f- full power Trey is better than Jimmy Garoppolo Period, yeah.
1: and, and really, when you look at the the Houston Texans and you look at Rams, not much a difference, you know, between the teams aside from you know Matthew Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and whoever else <laughs> Rams have. Nah, that's a huge difference, but it'd be right. good, you know, for the young guy.
0: We've got to get to the keys to victory before we go here as we always finish every week with those keys to victory getting ready for the next game the Houston Texans coming up for the 49ers Sunday I want to go to a couple quotes here one of the quotes was from Trent Williams on local uh radio I think it was and he said basically they have a hundred and that was I heard Dante Whitner on the radio as well and I had a conversation with him on KMBR recently and uh, and he was talking about the canambi or he was talking about the uh the Colin Kaepernick stuff back in 2012 when that came and he 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 basically said that yeah it was it was obvious to everybody he's like we were on board like jim harbaugh made a decision and it was the best decision because clearly he was more of a problem for defenses than other than alex smith was and it wasn't he was like we have two quarterbacks what are you gonna do you gotta play one of them and colin had the more upside so they went with colin and i think the 49ers are in a very similar situation right now if trey lance proves he's ready and plays well and we'll see what he does there, but Which, Trey, again,
1: real quick, it's easy to get on board once you see it live, and it's like, okay, right. like we That's destroyed the, the Bears, and he, you know, he made some big throws that maybe, you know, uh, Alex Smith isn't making that big corner route to Kyle Williams, and you kind of see those things in the move, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, of course,
0: right, exactly, yeah, and, and Trey Lance could do that too, and everybody in the locker room will know, be like, okay, this is different, like, yeah, I don't know how you can bench this guy, and then Kyle will have no. No opportunity because then he, once you win the locker room, it's over, right? And, and yeah. um and everybody, it's not that you're anti Jimmy at that point in the locker room. You're like, okay, this guy's something else. He's different. He's a, he can take us to this next level that Jimmy Garoppolo can't get us to. And that's obviously why you spend all those draft picks to go get someone as talented as Trey Lance. Is he there? Is he ready to be that? I don't know. We're gonna find out. But uh, Trent Williams, his left tackle, said he has 100 confidence in the rookie after seeing him in practice all year. Says. Yeah, 100% confidence that Trey Lance can go win his football games. So um, that was the quote from Trent Williams that I thought was pretty interesting this week. Another quote, this leads us into my first key to victory for the 49ers. It was from Nick Bosa, who said that the 49ers defense will have a better plan this week if uh, teams, well, he's been double teamed all year. But so, you know, whatever the plan is for Nick Bosa being double team. But uh, basically the the double team blocks in the max protects. The, and there's been a lot of talks about the max protection uh, that, uh, that the, Houston, uh, that the uh, Tennessee Titans used Thursday against the 49ers. And when they had everybody blocked up, they had extra time and ran it. Ryan Tannehill had all kinds of time to go find A.J. Brown to do his work on the 49ers secondary. And Nick Bosa's quote was this, which I was surprised. I, I I didn't think he would really even go there, but he recognized it, and I thought maybe it was something that maybe the fans and media were making a bigger deal of uh, with the uh, with the with the second half, especially Max Protect stuff that the that the Titans were throwing out there. But Nick Bosa said, "quote We were a little bit ill prepared last week. We didn't expect that fully." and that's interesting so they kind of that was something they didn't expect to see and it was brilliant and if, and absolutely every team now that faced the 49ers from here on out saw that and said that worked i'm gonna do that so i
1: think the biggest adjustment has to be on the back end because okay you, they go max protection they got okay. three guys in route
0: how do you cover so how do you cover that differently do you do you dr- do you drop more players in the cover say okay if they're in max protect, we're not going to get to the quarterback. So let's drop more people into coverage and only rush. Like you you've seen those famous uh, Bill Belichick plays where he's got everybody standing up in the line of scrimmage and he drops t- eleven into coverage, or he rushes two guys and drops nine into coverage or something like that. Do you do do you go the opposite extreme? How do you combat the max protect? Do you just overload one side, blitz a corner, drop a defensive end from the other side? What do you think the plan would be to to face the Max Protect? Because the 49ers know now that it worked against them. So they're going to see it. So uh, D'Amico Ryan's definitely coming up with something. They're going to have an answer for it. I wonder what that's going to be.
1: Yeah. I mean, you you can rush your four, but now on the on the back end, I would like to see a little bit more match stuff where you're kind of carrying routes and passing them off as opposed to spot dropping and you got, you know, six, you know, seven guys off in coverage there's only three guys running routes and everybody's staring at the quarterbacks. (laughs) I thought that was kind of a a mistake, you know, and that's how it kind of played out where they got hurt a few times by that when they had no business giving up some of those catches. And it wasn't just, I know everybody's talking about Norman and and Amber Thomas and all that. A lot of it was over the middle between the linebackers and the safeties.
0: So more match, less spot drop. And we talked about that right after the game. The spot drop yeah. stuff was was killing the 49ers. Um and I, I think you gotta help out Ambry Thomas still, right? I, I think if you can stop the run and have two safeties deep, you gotta do it if you're the 49ers, right? Because at that you gotta, you've got to help out you got to help out old man Norman on one side and you gotta help out <laughs> the young kid on the other side. Right. And and it's at the catch point that Ambry Thomas is having some problems so you gotta have someone close by to help clean up at the end of plays right it, it, because it, we can't have Amber thomas getting mossed if, if there's time for davis mills to be throwing but i mean nico collins is a bigger guy Connolly's a bigger guy can get down the field um brandy cooks is 5'8 but he's plays bigger than 5'8 right but he just he's not he's not really going over the top and dunking on people either so um but
1: he can't run by you so he he they got your you. set
0: as well They don't have AJ Brown. So that's I I think that bodes well for the 49ers this week.
1: Oh, you know what? So I'm not gonna let you get away with the disrespect of Brandon Cooks, who I think is the (laughs) most underrated receiver in the NFL, a guy that is a walking thousand yard receiver every year. And nobody talks about it. Like and at first people said, well, he played with Tom Brady. Oh, he played with, you know, Jared Goff. Oh, he played with uh, you know, Drew Brees. Of course he's putting up the numbers he is, but now he's playing with Davis Mills. And he's still having big games and big performances. So I think he's just really good. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because he's from Stockton, Northside. Let's go.
0: But uh, the the Davis Mills hype, though, Croc,
1: yeah.
0: basically it's like a taller, longer-necked version of Drew Brees that the, the Houston Texans <laughs> have going over there. So, uh, Well, I think no. that
1: would be my key to victory there. You know, and it's get to Davis Mills. He's still a rookie. So, yep. give him things that he hasn't seen. Give him looks he hasn't seen. You know, have a lot of post snap movement come off and move him off of his spots. Make him uncomfortable. I think when it comes to Davis Mills, that. Emory Thomas, Diamondo Lenore.
0: You had some Mike's situation there. I think you changed you changed Mike's mid sentence, but um, yeah, I got. <laughs> Can you yeah, I got you. Yeah, I could hear you before. Okay. You just it went to a different like room microphone instead of the the microphone in front of you. Croxit is um, a secret studio today, by the way. Uh, I'm liking <laughs> the look. I got the I see the red glow behind you there with the gold as well. Yeah. That's a very nice touch. I don't know who put that scheme together, but it looks nice behind you.
1: Yeah, my 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 guy Malik, he's like an interior designer. So
0: okay, there you go. Got <laughs> a good eye for it. I need yeah. him to work on my new studio, especially with me moving. So uh, ask him what his rates are.
1: All right, yeah, well, well, well Malik, oh, he's not, oh, he's right here. Yeah, my, my guy said he wants you to hook up his studio, so he wants to know your rates. You know, you got to fly to California to get
0: them right. I mean, this is a <laughs> $3 million download podcast, so I think we can afford Malik. I hope we can. Yeah. We'll see. Got, we'll yeah. see how that works. Um, but, look, I mean, short jokes aside, Randy Cooks is a really good player. He's a really good wide receiver, and I wouldn't be upset if he ended up being a San Francisco 49er at some point, you know, bring him home to California, right, Croc?
1: I'm saying, man. I, I talk about, you know, you got Trey Lance, and you know, maybe not the most precise passer right now. So give him that speed guy where you could just throw it out there and let him run underneath it.
0: So uh Davis Mills, you meant get you, you mentioned getting to Davis Mills. Um get him off and, of his spot. Yeah, get him off his spot. And if they go max protect, you're going match coverage, not spot drop coverage. Probably Correct.
1: That. I'm I'm a I'm a big match guy. I I, I kind of despise spot dropping. Uh, I, I like seeing keying the receiver, keying your keys. and See if somebody comes into your zone. Once he kind of gets into your zone, you can attach and then get your eyes back to the quarterback. But yeah. 49ers okay. tend to do a little bit more just pure spot
0: dropping. Uh, my next key to victory, this is really the last one I have here, is you mentioned Davis Mills. He's a rookie quarterback. He was, uh, what, was the third-round pick? Where was he drafted?
1: He was drafted top around
0: top. the same time Andrew, Ambry Thomas was, I think, right?
1: Uh, no, he was top of the third. Amber Thomas was at the very end. He was like a cop pick.
0: Uh, was third. he top of the third round? Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Like second or third pick in the third round. Yeah, so where the Texans were drafting in the third was the was the top. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. So third round pick. Um, the 49ers drafted a quarterback number three overall, and he might start this week. Davis Mills cannot look better in the 49ers' house than Trey Lance. So that's yeah. my key to victory is trey Lance I know the this is a playoff game quote unquote a playoff game I heard Kyle Shanahan mention that uh I, I think John Lynch mentioned it as well. You know what's funny John Lynch on KnBR said <laughs> in one sentence basically he said um I've been really uh impressed by the development of Trey Lance this year and then he said, you can't really fully develop until you get game reps." And I was like, all right, John Lynch, well, which one is it? You know, what he's saying
1: is he's he's got he's 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 developed to a good point, but maybe not quite to where we want him to be or we're comfortable with because he hasn't gotten those in-game reps. The in-game reps that guys like Davis Mills has gotten Davis Mills third round pick. He's he's going into his 10th start. So you said that, well, you know, rookie Trey Lance has to be better than Davis Mills. And I agree. But one guy has seen a lot more at the NFL level, and he's gotten an opportunity to play through his lows. Games like he had against uh, Buffalo, losing forty to zero, throwing four interceptions, zero touchdowns. You know, having those type of games, then turning around and having a really good game against the New England Patriots. So he's he's seen a lot more. He's had his ups and downs. Trey Lance had kind of a you know middle of the road type performance against Arizona, and that's it. You know, I think that's. That's that's tough, but yes. And ideally, you would love to see Trey Lance go out there and just be like, "Oh yeah, far more talented than Davis Mills." Also, real quick, Davis Mills, although he was a third round pick, I mean, we're talking about a guy who only had 14. He only played in 14 games in college, but he had a ton of talent. But the injuries and things like that. There are a lot of people that believe if he, and not just a lot of people, Davis, uh, David Shaw, I heard David Shaw say this on the uh, Middle Call, Hey, Bermuda Middle Call podcast, but. He believed that if Mills returned for college, he would have been a top-five pick in the in the next draft. So this is a guy who possessed a lot of talent, but just different things kind of made him drop. So, again, yes, Trey Less has to be better, higher pick. But Davis Mills, you know, he's unique situation there.
0: Yeah, Mills was a top recruit. Uh, he, he's got – you know, a lot of attributes that uh, top quarterbacks do have. So I don't want to disrespect Davis Mills and he's gone through some stuff and he's playing pretty well for uh, a team that, that doesn't have a ton of talent on the roster, but um yeah. And that, that's kind of it. Like Trey Lance doesn't have the opportunity to go through his four interception game. He can't have that. He's got to be as good as Davis Mills in his 10th start. As and the other guys have had that as well,
1: right? The other guys have had that. Uh, Justin Fields, he's had that performance. Mac Jones, Mac Jones had a three interception performance, and he's had back to back two interception performances that have resulted in losses. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, he's had his three interception performance. Zach Wilson, he was playing against the Patriots, and at one point in the game, in the in the third quarter, had four completions and four interceptions. So they've all had those performances that they've had the opportunity to play through. Trey Lance can't, and the playoffs are on the line.
0: Yeah, it's it's a big, it's it's going to be huge for Trey Lance. Uh, I think he can handle it. We'll see where he's at in his development, but really the big key is not turning the ball over. It it is the big one, and that's what we've seen hit a bunch of rookie quarterbacks is they had that game where they turned the ball over a whole bunch of times. Davis Mills has gone through that and come out the other side. So uh, Trey Lance, we'll see how he does, and hopefully he outperforms his rookie counterpart on the other side in Davis Mills. We're running out of time here, Croc. Do you have any more keys to victory before we go?
1: Get Debo involved, uh, Tayshon Samuel, Sr. Mm-hmm. Did I say his name right? Tayshon. There were a lot of people that didn't even know. They were like, well, I thought his name was Debo. like, nah, his name is something else.
0: It's Taishan. Taishan. it's Tayshon. yeah.
1: Yeah, Tayshon. get him involved. Early and often, get your, your, your rookie quarterback some gimme, you know, layup, layup throws. i kind of like you do with Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. give him those layup throws around the line, scrunch some screens, get him going, build the confidence. And let it rip. Let's go. But get, okay. Debo, get, di, get Debo involved early and often. And George Kittle. He had, what, three targets last game? Unacceptable.
0: Unacceptable. Can't do it. Can't happen. Cannot happen. You cannot be targeting your fullback the second most on your offense. Give the ball to Debo. Give the ball to Elijah Mitchell. Um, run the heck out of the football and target your weapons. Debo Samuel, give him the ball any way you can. George Kittle, give him the ball any way you you can and play that bend, don't break brand of defense. I think it's going to be good for the 49ers. I think they're going to play well. I'm excited to see Trey Lance if he is, in fact, out there. And I think he's going to do big things. And I think uh, this this fan base is going to be buzzing, croc for our post-game pod Sunday after the game. Thanks, everybody, for listening all year long, getting us to 3 million downloads. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen every day, by the way. Your second listen, check out Locked On NFL Draft. Check off, check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show daily right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Croc and I will be back post-game, rapid react style, right here. Locked On 49ers.